0: hey guys welcome back to the thought cafe it's (laughs) your favorite co-host mira and then your other two co-hosts the less important (laughs) ones donna (laughs) And And today we have a kind of a a deep episode. We've been doing a lot of kind of sillier ones lately. And uh, we collectively, mainly Donna, decided that maybe we need to make this one a little bit more serious. (laughs) Um, So we're going to be going through like philosophical questions and just inserting our opinions because that's what 16 year olds do on a Sunday morning. Um, But just a quick disclaimer before we get into it
1: yeah before we start um three of us are 16 now and our opinions are liable to change especially in the near future and maybe in the far future as well so yeah don't hold us liable for anything <laughs>
2: i don't know <laughs> wow okay um, <laughs> that was a fantastic disclaimer Nikhil. Thank truly you, you are thank you. <laughs> You're really good at this one, man. Thank you. Okay, so let's actually get into our question. If you're new to our podcast, um, we tend to do a little question segment just so that, you know, the audience gets to know us a little more when we're not blathering on about things that we're completely unqualified to talk about. Um, And so today's question, because we want to do something a little more philosophical, is kind of a grab bag, if I'm going to be honest. It's who do we think each other's... Who do we think the other person is, as philosophers? Because we basically answer as each other. So, um, wow, that was the worst way to phrase it. But let's get started with Mira, <laughs> shall we?
0: I'm scared. <laughs> I'm so
1: scared. Um, do you want to go first, Anna? Or you want me to go first?
2: Uh, you go first.
1: Okay. I'm sorry if I butcher this person's name, or if it's a woman or a man. I'm unsure <laughs> of currently. It's like. La- <laughs> Is it Lao Tzu?
0: Lao Tzu. I Am think. I saying that right? Seriously?
1: Yes. Lao Tzu. I think it's like Lao Tzu. No, because like I read it. About- okay, know. I just reached her. like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. But apparently it says it a lot that she tries to like find a balance. And I feel like you have a pretty good like balance he. in life. Like you're not like an extreme like me or Donna. Oh, he? Okay. Yeah. Well, I feel like you have a good balance in life. Like you're not. You have like a good sleep schedule. You don't like. And I feel like you kind of. Yeah. So- I feel like you're just a balanced person in general. Thank you. You're not. Like super extreme.
0: For historical context, that's yeah. the guy who um, developed created um,
2: Taoism. Taoism. So,
1: oh, well, okay. Well, yeah, well not talking too. about that. <laughs>
2: so, you called her the nature bitch. <laughs> so,
1: I mean, she does do rock climbing. So. Like-
2: oh my god, we all hung out the other day, and the number of times <laughs> she climbed on a tree, Nikhil and I just looked at each other sometimes, and we were like, "God, we hate white people." <laughs> what? <laughs> that was a joke (laughs) we don't actually (laughs) we love you very very much
0: no less about the white people thing but the climbing trees thing climbing trees is a very normal activity when there's a very climbable tree right in front of you
1: not for me
2: Donna (laughs) no (laughs) okay Donna would you have Donna okay um mine for you is obviously Karl Marx I'm kidding. <laughs> <It's a laughs> <It's ridiculous. laughs> oh, that's what I was going to say,
1: Nikita. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's why I
0: gave
2: the <laughs> free <pretty laughs> apology. Okay, it's not actually... <laughs> It's not actually Karl Marx It's um, William Godwin And I choose William Godwin because I think Godwin Has a kind of utilitarian way of thinking In a way that I don't think is entirely Applicable to you, but I do think You are a fairly logical, rational person And that's why I think William Godwin's beliefs Apply kind of to The direction that I see you going But also Marx, because he's a fucking communist And I've heard you curse (laughs) out our government a (laughs) lot
0: Wow. Um, okay.
1: <laughs> this is just the part of the episode where we roast each other for ten minutes straight.
0: <laughs> it really is. Okay. I guess Nikhil now. Um so for Nikhil, I'm seriously saying Karl Marx, and here's why. Right, right, right. He he's you're not acting Seriously? Yeah, well at least I have the decency to make it a joke.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Donna. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Here, we, here we are, here we are, right? Like I feel like Nikhil doesn't have enough energy or like motivation to actually implement (laughs) communism so when he looks at like, like communism as like an idea he's like that's a great idea and he never puts it into practice meaning he never allows the room to absolutely fail so he would look at like the communist manifesto read it and go equality for everyone power to the workers like hell yeah i like that i don't have to pick out like I don't have to make decisions for myself. Fuck yeah, you know? Um, And as long as he didn't put it into practice, it wouldn't be a problem. So, like, I say Karl Marx.
2: (laughs) Thank you. But, like, Nikhil's also very much, like, our corporate sponsor, you know? Nikhil's out here being, like, I hear it for the big businesses. Jeff (laughs) Bezos isn't a bitch, you know? Like, I don't see communism working just because I don't think Nikhil would ever want to put power in the hands of the workers. (laughs) that's true but again he doesn't have the energy to
0: implement it so like he he wouldn't (laughs) be giving power to any workers he would just be like oh i like equality that's a dope idea yeah so that's why i say karl marx
2: all right um and then for me i've got thoreau for you um briefly consider descartes because descartes has a stupid i think therefore i am and i think that Nikhil's the kind of bullshit philosopher that would walk around being like i think therefore i am do give me money um no but i chose thoreau because thoreau basically like fucked off to the woods for like three years to get some shit done i don't really know what thoreau was doing in those woods but he like left for a while and i remember when Nikhil was prepping for his act essentially he had this conversation where he was like i must leave for six months and Mir and i were like what and akil was like i have to go study for the act and we were like for six months there and I shit, na- <laughs> I shit you not i should you not for six months that kid left the podcast left everything else he did disappeared from school really just like huddled okay. into his bed for six months and studied the acts but it- um
1: it was peaceful though it was peaceful <laughs>
2: And that's why I think he would definitely pull like a throw at some point in time. He would be like, that's sick. I'm gonna go trek off to the woods for three years.
0: Yeah, I
1: see really that. what I'm I... doing in three months.
0: <laughs> and while he's in the woods, he's writing his manifesto. It's perfect.
1: <laughs> Sound like the unibomber. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Okay. okay, should we do Donna? No, we don't support violence on this podcast. <laughs> we do um, not. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we don't support violence on this podcast, she says. We all emotionally butchering each other for 10 minutes straight. The start of every episode.
1: Okay, okay. I think this is a compliment. You can correct me if I'm wrong? Cause, I mean, okay, I said Aristotle just because I feel like... Uh, <laughs> is it a compliment or no? Because it said that he Keep had going. like... It said that he like, really logical thinking, and I feel like you don't, like, fall into, like, any, like, BS. Like, you actually, like, care about, like, checking that it's right. Uh,
2: Does that make sense? Okay. I respect (laughs) the rationale there, but I don't personally respect Aristotle. I think Aristotle's a bitch.
1: (laughs) Okay, then Uh, what did you say, Mira? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I...
0: No, for Donna, I put Simone de... I don't know how to pronounce the French last name. Beauvoir? i don't know how to pronounce it yeah but basically i think you'll agree with a lot of her like feminist beliefs and also like all she speaks a lot to like personal accountability and like a lot of existentialism but then like accountability for existential like her existentialist beliefs so like i think you're a big person of like individual liberty but then also there being consequences if that liberty is i don't know goes too far i don't know how to explain it and she ties into feminism really well and i think so i say simone de... however the fuck you say What's her last name b-e-a-u-v-o-i-r so yeah
2: thank you very sweet <laughs> um welcome. i don't personally know enough about her to really comment on it but sounds cool <laughs> all right let's just get walk- into <laughs>
1: okay the question
2: let's get into our actual episode because i feel like yeah anyways (laughs) let's just cut that out okay let's get into our actual episode um and actually get started with this so mira actually chose a substantial amount of these out mainly because i was like this is going to be serious and mira was like we're not going to make this serious we would like to still have an audience by the end of this episode so our first question is what is the line between art and not art hmm um
0: it's That's, basically where Sean really Mendez hard. and um Cave Town meet with Cave Town <laughs> being art and Sean <laughs> Mendez not being art. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> i think moma is the line like the line is just moma the museum of modern art in new york city absolute fucking shit museum that is not art and then the doorway that's the line everything outside of moma can constitute as art except for that shit museum
1: i don't think i'll ever understand modern art same i, I don't even know what's going on
0: because I look there's at like it. blank
1: canvases that sell for like a hundred thousand
0: yeah, and I'll look at it and I'll be like, even I could do that. And that's saying a lot. <laughs> like, I like, am not a good artist. I do not have, like, self-confidence whatsoever. Like, I <laughs> I have neither. So when I look at something and I go, I could confidently do that, like, you know, you know that that can't... No. Yeah.
2: Can we also talk about Jackson Pollock? Oh my like, god! Like, that man's really out here and he's stuck just paint splatters on his walls and he has like colorful paint splatters and he's out here like hi i'm making a 100 million on a regular basis like go fuck yourself
0: yeah my teacher i can loves- do that One of my teachers loves jackson pollock and we're like in an art unit whatever in that class and mm-hmm. she like always uses jackson pollock as an example of art and i'm like no <laughs> that's not it's <laughs> not it lady but yeah
2: What's the no, name right? of the other guy that just does, like, squares and stuff? Rothko? Don't understand like, him either.
1: Well, I feel like that's better, though, than, like, splashing paint.
0: Because, like, squares at least like, have, squares like... squares are kind of cool. Yeah, you need to, like,
2: measure angles. Yeah, like,
1: the I struggle lines. to draw a straight line.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's not straight squares. They're not <laughs> even <care>. squares.
1: <laughs> we should all just become artists and sell our paintings. We would, should. Be we
2: really <laughs> should.
0: on our website, the Thought Kevin podcast. Does.
2: <gasps> <laughs> we don't have sources because i haven't updated that in a while because i've been really really busy lately but we do have artwork
0: <laughs> okay I, I feel like that was a good okay. warm-up let's get into one of the deeper ones i don't know someone pick one from the list
1: these are so hard <laughs> <laughs> um oh what was you genetic All right, let's change go- about or- What would you genetically change about humans to make them a better species? Everything. Oh, Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Show the pressing. You
0: have to pick one thing.
2: It's funny because I just watched Venom last night. And the entire plot of Venom is basically, like, the evil guy is, like, humans are genetically flawed, so we're going to merge them with, like, aliens or something, and that's w- that's the way we'll make them genetically better. Which is, like, a terrible plan that I don't think we should, like, agree to, but that was his like- plan.
1: <laughs> I feel like bigger noses. Bigger? would be kind of cool. Or, like, stronger smelly noses. I don't know. Like-
2: I don't know. <laughs> Why? I think, Nikhil, I think it'd be cool. The bigger your nose is, the stronger your sense of scent is.
1: No, but, like, if that was a possibility, that that would be pretty cool.
0: Speaking from experience, no. that's not how it works.
1: <laughs> okay. But, like, if you could have a stronger sense of smell, would you want it? No. Why? Because, like... Wouldn't then, it be so cool?
0: But then, things that smell really bad, you
2: smell them, like, oh.
0: more. Yeah.
2: I think I would like us all to have eidetic memory. That would be sick.
1: But is that genetic? I don't know. Yeah. What about you, Mira?
0: Um. Well, I'm inclined to say, like, make cancer not a thing. But then also,
1: Uh-oh, like... No. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> but also, like... I don't know. I feel like if humans could have necks that could, like... Kind of like they they look normal like they can be at normal length. But then sometimes when you want your neck to be, like, longer, you can, like...
2: <laughs> like a you want us to be giraffes?
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I, I feel like if you're in, like, a crowd and you're looking for your friend or something, you know, you just kind of pop your neck up and you're like, oh, there, there they are.
2: I don't know. I like that we we're going to have a, a question that's a little more serious and Mirror's out here like, I think humans should be giraffes. <laughs> that sounds sick. <laughs> but,
0: but giraffes only sometimes. Like, only if they want to be like in select
2: situations
1: so you just want to be taller that's what it is
2: it's really just me (laughs) wanting to be tall also just say that just be like i want humans to genetically be taller
0: yeah but if not that like cancer could go you know (laughs)
2: um in all seriousness i feel like the world has kind of lived and died on like people with ideas that were really really good but then no motivation to execute them or they procrastinated so much that they never got to execute them and like i don't know if you could ever genetically doctor this out of us as a human race but i think that i don't know whether the world would be a better place but i think it would be substantially different if you kind of edited out humanity's like tendency to have good ideas or like ideas and then never act on them
0: oh so oh i so like edit out like put something in your brain for motivation kind of
2: like whatever yeah
1: okay. yeah oh that'd be cool like like i think videos. the
2: greatest movies are like ones that have never been made you know there's probably some brilliant screenplay oh. out there that had the capacity to be written but never was but sometimes that it's... was
1: really inspiring
2: <laughs> no but i feel like sometimes
0: <laughs> it's not about a lack of motivation but maybe like a lack of like access to resources Resources. or like more like societal things that I don't know if they'll change. Yeah.
2: I'm not necessarily speaking to like a lack of resources, but I'm saying like, if you are perfectly capable of doing that and you aren't just because there's something in your head that's preventing you from being able to do it. Like, I think if we could just kind of take that block out of everybody, like, I do agree that like uh, resources do hinder us from doing a lot, but kind of forgetting that but i
0: feel like on the flip side all the bad movies that weren't made because the block in their mind was like don't make that because this is like legitimately bad you know like i don't know like i feel like yeah sure a lot of good could come out of that but on the like flip side a lot of not good could, you know
2: yeah, I'm thinking of a lot of Nazis that were like, hey, this is a sick idea, and then were like, wait, maybe not, because like they had no motivation. So I don't know if the world would be better for yeah. it, but I think, we'd, I think we'd be living in a different place.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting.
0: <laughs> interesting, he said.
1: Nah, I should imagine, like... <laughs> i feel like it should be people like killing each other like the purge i feel like that's what it would just be like
0: yeah like imagine all the world leaders who have like i could press this button that would set off a bunch of nukes but wait (laughs) i won't because like maybe i shouldn't do that
2: (laughs) well we're not taking out we're not taking self-control out of this equation
1: well is that what self-control is i feel like it's kind of similar
2: i don't think self-control and a lack of motivation to do things are the same thing
1: because don't you not do something because you're scared of failing isn't that what it is and that's the same thing with self-control because you, like you don't want to do something that could be seen as bad
2: i don't think what prevents us from doing things all the time is a fear of failure though i think sometimes it's just you're lazy or you're tired and you don't want to do that you know speaking as like a chronic procrastinator yeah But I'm not scared of feeling my control into that because
0: (laughs) the only reason you're tired or lazy is because you didn't have the self-control to not procrastinate. See that? So, like, I'm not calling you out here, by the way. I'm just tying it back into like the relationship between (laughs) self-control and like motivation. I guess, I guess they can't be different. Like, I I think it's very situational, but I think they're pretty inherently tied.
2: Yeah, I think that when we talk about self-control with regards to, like, I don't know, like, the president setting off nukes, though, I think that that kind of relies on, like, a guttural inner base desire to set off nukes and kill people, and, like, is the only thing preventing the president from doing that just self-control, or are there other factors that play into it, versus, like, motivation to do something in the sense that, like... I don't really know where I'm getting with this. I just I think those are two different things in the sense of I think there are other factors that play into it than just like my motivation to get up out of bed and do French homework 20 minutes earlier than I normally would have.
0: But then that goes back to what you were saying, because like even if we gave everyone that motivation that because there are so many other factors, like I don't know if it would. Yeah, maybe we'll get one movie like that was never made kind of come out of it, but like there could be so many other factors preventing all the others. You know what I mean? See that?
1: Fun. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, Nikhil, you're highlighting one. Why don't you say that one?
1: (laughs) I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Uh, If you could have the most perfect dream, but know that you were dreaming, would you choose to ever wake up? I feel like it's just sad.
0: <laughs> you chose it.
1: <laughs> um, I would. I don't know. I feel like I would probably choose to wake up because I don't know. I feel like happiness after a while. I don't know. I feel like you need some suffering.
2: Wouldn't the most perfect dream also constitute that you don't know that it's a dream, though? Because if you know you're dreaming, then it's no longer a perfect dream.
1: Well, I think mm-hmm. it's like you're living in an ideal world, but you know it's fake.
0: But also, what's a perfect dream? Because, like, for me, I've had dreams where I would never want to live in those situations, but it's entertaining (laughs) to, like, play in my head, you know, while I'm sleeping. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't really get a lot of nightmares, but I will have dreams where I'm, like, on an adventure chase kind of thing, where, like, I don't want to be in, in, like, a high-stress scenario like that, but it's kind of fun, like... It's a fun dream, you know, and so I don't know.
2: Do you have dreams of you being like a sw- swashbucking adventurer in like the nineteen nineties, <laughs> like a sword, <laughs> like a pirate ship? I'm Mira.
0: <laughs> no, but like, hello, like I'll have dreams, pirate like
2: captain of the
0: seas. <laughs> no, certified dork. <laughs> no, but like Show me. you're telling me you've never had like an adventure dream, like. No. i well, die at I- the end of mine.
1: <laughs> I don't even remember my dreams, though. Like, ten seconds after I wake up, I forget what happened.
0: Oh, that sucks.
2: My dreams are really dark. I always end up with, like, dead family members and myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I wake up and I'm like,
0: oh. <laughs> my dreams are always so random. And, like, I don't know. They're just very random. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, yeah, no, going back to the most perfect dream... I think I would choose to wake up.
1: Yeah, same.
0: I think it'd depend on the dream. Really?
2: What dream wouldn't um, you choose to wake up from? Um I don't know.
1: I think it's like kinda similar to video games though. Cause like everyone I don't know, I feel like people play video games to like get away from the real world. And like you're living in this fake world which is like perfect for you like take minecraft for an example or something like that like you're living in an ideal world with your friends and you know it's not you know it's fake and you know it's not permanent but like you're still there because you're escaping the real world
0: yeah but i've never so, played a well, I game think of it's minecraft just escapism. yeah and i've also never played that okay, Minecraft. No shame, and i'm like this
1: is perfect
0: like i <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs>
2: Well, I guess it's the same with, like, really, really good TV shows or something that, like, absolutely suck you and you want to do nothing but watch it, like. Yeah. I don't know. You don't really want to return to your real life after a while because you're just kind of in it.
0: But what if, like, your real life is, like. That was, like, me when I was addicted
1: to suits.
2: (laughs) But what if your
0: real life is, like, actually really bad? Like, what if you're, like, starving to death and you, like, have the choice to, like, literally, like starve to death or, like, live in this fantasy world. Like, I don't know. Like, I think it depends.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, for you, it's I think it's supposed to be personal.
2: I suppose living in, like, a perfect dream is also a form of death. Like, forever. That's death in and of itself, isn't it? Yeah. I guess. And I guess for that matter, what do we constitute as life? Oh, my God. does it have (laughs) to be life? No, like... (laughs) (laughs)
1: someone write this down
2: (laughs) sorry what do you mean what do you constitute
1: as life like as living
2: (laughs) no but i mean if we consider like the idea of living in a perfect dream but never physically doing anything to be like a form of death but like you're still sleeping like that is life i guess and do we only constitute like a life that's spent like physically doing things to be living or is me spending like my Saturday sleeping and never really doing anything also a form of death
1: I feel like that's just not living life tits potential like if you just lay in bed for like three days in a row then it's kind of wasting those three days
2: so would that be a form of death in your opinion
1: I don't think it's a form of death I think it's just a waste of time or not a waste of time I, I guess so I could see it like yeah kind of <laughs>
0: This is too deep. It's
1: eleven thirty-eight. I was gonna say like I- breathe. It. I
0: can't. <laughs> what is life? <laughs> it's not even noon. Um.
1: I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna say.
2: <laughs> you guys are um... weak-willed.
1: <laughs> no, I was gonna say breathing at first, but then I was like, that's probably not the answer. <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> I think it depends. I don't know. I feel person. like living
1: life is like, yeah.
0: No, you can go. To-
1: yeah. Like, going out and doing things. Uh, I I don't know. I feel like I associate life with emotion.
2: So, oh, hold on. That's interesting, though. If we associate life with emotion and living in a perfect dream makes you constantly euphoric and happy all the time, then would you call that still a form of life?
1: Well, I associate it with, like, a diversity of emotion. Like, I don't think I'd ever want to be, well, I mean, I could, I don't know. Saying it sounds kind of weird.
2: But wouldn't yeah, a perfect a dream... Sorry, What if the perfect dream also give you a diversity? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Wouldn't, like, I, and I think Mira and I are kind of on the same beat here. Wouldn't a perfect dream also give you, like, a diversity of emotion? Like, it'll also make you sad sometimes. And it'll also make you struggle sometimes. It's just that you always win at the end of the day or something.
1: I don't know. I don't think that's what a perfect dream would be. I don't think a perfect dream would make you struggle. I think it, like, gives you everything that you ever wanted. That's what I associate a perfect dream with. Like, I don't think that's the way it should be.
2: But if you associate life and living life to its fullest with giving you a diversity of emotion, wouldn't the perfect dream in an attempt to give you the best display of life also give you that diversity of emotion?
1: Yeah, but it's not real. It's like imaginary. I mean, like, I mean, I guess you feel it, but it's like not something that's like tangible or you can touch.
0: But you can't ever touch emotions, right? Like, even in real life. No, but like- I'm
1: saying, like, you can go. I can, like, go downstairs and hug my mom. Or, like, I can, like, call my brother. And, like, that was sweet, I know. Um, <laughs> or I can, like, call my brother. And, like, he can come over. I feel like, I don't know. There's something physical that... There's something emotional that comes with, like, physical touch. I feel like in a dream, it's, like... I don't know. I Whenever I'm in dreams, it's... I don't know if I... It's because I watch a lot of ghost shows. But whenever I touch people in dreams, like, my hand goes through them. Which I don't know... <laughs> That's just me but like that's that's, that's just-
0: definitely just <laughs> you to kill.
1: no one else has that happen to them
0: no not me no either.
1: no okay you guys are weird <laughs> um <laughs> i don't know i think there's something that comes with like a physical connection
0: i don't disagree but i feel like <laughs> if you're fully like consumed in this perfect dream like i don't know wouldn't there still be some sense of physical connection because per- again this is perfect like in your perfect dream you would be able to physically touch people right so like i don't know yeah
1: but there's a difference between treatment and a real life like <laughs> but then what know. is that i get it's I
0: like i think that's where we're getting to like where would that difference lie because if the word the perfect is
1: it's me <laughs> it's not like something imaginary
0: but if the word... Kiel's perfect... getting real defensive over here, huh? <laughs> no, but if the word perfect has, like, infinite... Like, no, it has no limitations to it, then, like... Maybe your perfect dream would just be you living your life. Like, just... But you're technically asleep? Like, I don't know.
1: But, I don't know. It just... It isn't. <laughs> it's, like, not real. I don't know how to explain it. Because, I don't know, you could, like... We could all have a perfect dream, right? Like, one night. But... You wake up the next day and nothing happened another thing is like whether or not to wake up i don't know i don't know i feel like it's kind of nice living in a non-perfect world
2: if your one thing about living in a perfect dream is that you know that it's not like real life and that's the only thing keeping you away from wanting to live in the perfect dream wouldn't that mean that the perfect dream just engineers itself so that you know it's not a dream
1: okay Wait, but that takes away the whole purpose of the question, because it says if you know it was a dream.
0: No, it doesn't. It says... Yeah. If you could have... um, Oh, but but know that you were But know
1: that you were dreaming. Because that's the main thing, that, like, I know it's fake. Uh Obviously, if I didn't know it was fake, then I would stay there.
2: But I don't think that takes away from the fact that a perfect dream, like, for you, I think, because... The fact that you know that it's fake is the one thing that makes you wake up. Let's say, I don't know, for, like, Joe across the street, like, it doesn't matter to him that the perfect dream is, like, a dream or not. Like, the perfect dream for him doesn't need to engineer itself so that Joe doesn't know he's dreaming, whereas the perfect dream for you does need to engineer it, like, for you so that you don't know you're dreaming.
1: Well, I don't know what Joe wants, but, like, I think- (laughs) I like it would just use random name like Joe or Bob, <laughs> but, um, I don't know, I know, I get, yeah, I get what you're saying about it being perfect, but, I don't know, there's just something that comes out of real life, like, it's, a, I guess, I get what you're saying, like, a perfect dream will, like, customize itself for you, but how could it, like, ever be perfect?
0: Okay, I think we're going in circles a little bit here and we're at the halfway mark. So let's give our listeners a little break. Let them mull through their own ideas. Let us know what you think on all these questions. You can DM us or comment um, on our Instagram, the Thought Cafe podcast, um or you can do it on TikTok also at the Thought Cafe Podcast. <laughs> or um, I don't think you can comment on our website, but if
2: we think You about- can, but I would really, really prefer you guys not to. <laughs>
0: okay, so I'm not gonna say comment on our website or so just go to our Instagram, go go to our TikTok, let us know what you think there. Or our YouTube. Or our YouTube, that's what I'm forgetting. <laughs> um or go to our YouTube in the comment section. Feel free to let us know. Um In the meantime, we're going to take a little break so that, you know, you guys are probably tired of our voices, but you want to listen to the second half. So here's like a few seconds of break of LoFi music and we'll be back. That was really long. Let's just cut to the break. (laughs) See you guys soon.
1: (laughs) hey guys welcome back to the second half of this episode um we're gonna start off with what do we do if aliens attack i don't know
2: <laughs> i just <laughs> i don't know nikhil um,
1: um i'd probably like make a secret handshake with them as like, a sign of peace i feel like that'd be cool <laughs>
2: Aliens don't want your secret handshake, Nikhil. They've got better things to do. No,
1: they do. They do.
2: (laughs) First, I would ask if tomorrow is a B-day,
0: but then...
2: Uh... (laughs) For a bit of context, when we were talking philosophical questions that we could ask, Nikhil halfway through goes, is tomorrow a B-day? Because our school works on like an A, B, C, D day schedule. And, you know, I think that's the deepest philosophical question we can ask today. (laughs) <laughs> um. Uh.
0: what kind of aliens are we talking like aggressive ones like, cuddly ones
2: yeah they've come to attack the earth uh. what do you think they're doing <laughs> cuddling you
1: <laughs> Wait, that sounded really weird <laughs>
2: okay. no but like you know like like
0: um i'm thinking like star versus the forces of evil like little like Squishy little, like jellyfish aliens that just kind of like the little smiles that are just Mira.
2: They are coming to kill you. <laughs> they have swords and piercers and antlers, and they're going to kill you.
0: Well, they must not be that advanced of a society if all they have are swords <laughs> and antlers to attack you. <laughs> but um, <laughs> antlers to attack you. With. That's what you better a head people. people. That's what you just said, though. Um, what do we do if aliens attack? I'd offer up Nikhil first and if they don't take him it's a piece off. Me too. What? <laughs> I I'm down too.
1: Fine. I'm just, I'm just going to go to their plan. No, I would just drop kick there.
0: them. That's what I would do. That's my final answer.
2: You are terrible at philosophical questions.
1: <laughs> what would you do, Donna?
2: Also sacrifice you.
1: D- fine. Just don't care about me. <laughs>
2: In all seriousness, if they've come to attack us, they're probably, like, an organized body. So, you know, you need to go to their leader. You need to see what their leader wants to kind of, you know, like, negotiate with them. Because, let's say, hypothetically, at this point in time, the American government has been overrun and, like, the government's not willing to attack them. So, after you see what their leader wants, then next up sacrifice nikhil because nikhil you know is sacrificial
0: aliens are only attacking the u.s like no other country on earth they just want this this country right here the weird looking one yeah i I like that one i would call up the swedes and be like hey
2: (laughs) do you think the swedes could handle an alien invasion though
0: no, but it'd be a good distraction, because the aliens would meet the Swedes and be like, Hi, Swedes. <laughs> and in the meantime, i would be like in Mexico or Canada, where they apparently in this world aren't attacking, so I'd be fine.
2: Well, no, they're attacking the world. They're just starting off with America because they deem us the worst and making their way downtown. Well,
0: exactly. So I make my okay. way to... No one's going to attack the Canadians. When was the last time Canada was ever attacked? Like, never. <laughs>
2: the War of 1812.
0: <laughs> exactly. So I would just shimmy over to Canada. Even the aliens wouldn't attack Canadians. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay, let's get
1: into a better question. <laughs> um, there's a zero chance that all... Oh, that all your firmly and deeply held beliefs are true. So which of your beliefs are most likely to be wrong and which ones are most liable to be true? Wait, so this is your beliefs have to be either 100% true or 100% false?
0: No, it's like none, nothing that we believe is like 100% true, right? So what do you uh-huh. think of what we believe? Like, what are you most skeptical of? Like, what do you think might not be true?
1: Oh. That's hard. That's hard. Um. <laughs> what? I, I feel like I don't know. I feel like I don't know if this is true, but I feel like there could be other universes that we could live on. Like we just haven't discovered it yet. But I, I definitely don't think. think I don't I
0: mean. think that's true, though. Like I think, I do think that's true. Like I don't think I don't think that. <laughs>
1: That was a good sentence.
2: We're podcasters, guys. <laughs> we can speak.
1: Um, that
0: like getting a five on an AP test actually matters.
1: No, nah, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Just screw oh. it. Get us negative five. <laughs> um, um, what about which ones know? are mostly going to be true? I feel like that's kind of easier to start with.
2: Okay, let's start off with the ones that we do believe 100% are true.
1: The earth is round.
2: <laughs> okay, good start. Dinosaurs Thanks. exist. I believe that one existed. Um, I think this whole idea of, like,
0: society, like, in the sense of, like, the way that we have structured our society into that, like, Obviously, money matters, in quotes, but, like, this, like, firmly held belief that, like, I don't know. I feel like the way humans have structured our, like, our society to where it is right now in the 21st century, like, I don't actually think it needs to be done so this way, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, same. I have, like, a belief, which I think is probably just, like, no one knows what they're doing, besides, like, some people, like, maybe, like, doctors, Probably have to know what they're doing. But I feel like <laughs> most people go through life like not knowing what they're doing. And they just try to figure out how to organize it in like the simple way that they can understand it.
2: Well, even aside of that, so like, you think that's a belief that could be wrong? Like,
1: no, I think that it's probably one that's true.
2: Okay. Well, no,
0: I'm thinking like this whole idea that like countries matter. Like, there being a border between the United States and Canada and being like, mm. this is. The borderline, like yeah, it's a borderline. Like the United States and Canada drew a border, and we're like, this is where it's going to stop. But like, like I don't. In like the grand scheme of things, like if we're looking at the universe as a whole and like human existence yeah. as a whole, like who cares? Like that doesn't mean anything. That two old white guys t- agreed to be like, okay, now this is a line separating like free healthcare and not. Like no, like. <laughs>
2: well also i think if you even if you look at like businesses and like like ignoring borders just look at businesses and companies and like the fucking stock market like in the grand scheme of the universe what the hell is the stock market it's just a bunch of like like laws and bylaws that got smashed together to create this confusing entity that we now all like live under in fear of the economy when like a pandemic comes by but like in all seriousness why are we all adhering to The stock market over human lot. Like, do you guys remember when the pandemic was hitting and everyone was concerned about closing down shops and stuff because of what it would do to the economy? Like, in the grand scheme of the universe, what is, like, the stock market really? Why are we all so hell-bent on protecting it?
0: Because we've all somehow (laughs) societally agreed that money is important, which I'm not saying that it's not, like... I'm I'm not trying to say that in the society we live in, money is not important, but I'm saying, like, that's why I started off with, like, this idea that, like, the way our societies are structured, like, this importance that we put on, like, materialism and money and the economy and politics, even. Like, what what even is a Democrat and a Republican? Like, we in the United States put so much importance on, like, political factions. and it, I mean, everywhere in the world, but, like, just because we live in the United States, like... It, what does it mean at the end of the day when I say I'm a Democrat? Like, it means nothing. I, like, grand scheme of things, it means nothing. It's just a word that we made up because language is all... that mm-hmm. I'm going to spiral, but like, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah. It reminds me a little bit of... And I spent a fair amount of time, I think, when I was younger studying Rousseau. And Rousseau has this idea in a social contract. And the social contract is essentially the idea that we as humans all kind of, in order for society to exist, we all have to agree that that is the way we want society to exist. So for example, the only reason we have functioning democracies is because regardless of whether we hated Trump, everybody still agreed in some way, shape, or form that he was the president. And like the laws that were in place, like people that, are tasked with upholding those laws, upheld them to, you know, sustain our democracy another four years. But it's essentially the idea that, like, our world only exists the way that it does today because every single person that lives in it needs to agree that this is the way that we want the world to work. But there's no law binding us to this. Like, no that- universal contract that requires us to live this way.
1: There's you think that's kind of sad? That like, we all have to agree to one thing. You kind of, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of sad. Like You kind of lose your individuality.
2: I think it's kind of inspiring. What would the world be if we all lived in complete anarchy where no one agreed on living a certain way? It'd
0: be fun. I think it'd
1: be more creative.
0: What do you mean by more creative?
1: I think a lot of people... I don't know I feel like we all have to like come to agree on something like obviously we have to do well in school it's just like something we all do because like our parents taught us that and we have like this ideal person we're trying to fill and there's like a general good person that like that's common between all of us but like what if we didn't have any of that like what if we weren't trying to be somebody we were just like ourselves like you could think whatever you wanted without thinking oh this is something good or this is something bad and you were just like there like you just existed I think that would be really cool And I think the world would be a better place like that. But obviously it'd lead to chaos, but it'd be super dope.
2: I think that we all live within some kind of equation of personal liberty and the idea of, um, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? It's liberty, individual liberty and order. And in order to have, you know what Nikhil's talking about, You up the amount of liberty we have, but you sacrifice order for it because you live in anarchy. And currently in order to have order, you know, we've all been sacrificing a lot of our personal liberty in order to live in like the society we've all agreed to live in. And I think seeing that balance shift throughout time and even seeing it shift on much smaller ways between like presidential elections in terms of like, what does increased government control mean for our personal liberty? You know, I think that's interesting.
0: I think, though, I mean, I don't disagree with you both, but I feel like this idea that individual liberty means that we have to give up order is something that we only think because we've only ever lived. And I'm not just saying the three of us, like human societies have only lived that way for like almost all of their existence. You know what I mean? And I feel like it'd be really interesting to see. And I don't know if humans could do it. Like maybe we couldn't, but I I don't. I think there probably is a way for humans to live in a much more individualized society with more emphasis on like individual liberty without having to give up that order. It's just how we define order would have to be different. Like we might not live in like, I don't know states that have governments that have these individualized towns that have all these laws and i'm not saying that we should live like in a lawless country but i'm saying like the way that we think of order and structure would just be different and i don't i don't know i don't know if that would lead to chaos maybe it wouldn't like maybe humans could just exist the way we do
1: well i feel like laws are to set aren't like laws to set limits on what we can do isn't that basically what it is so it does not take away your individuality (laughs) Of like what you can and can't do.
0: But that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Like, is there any other way to instill order without there being laws? Or is that just how humans have decided since the inception of human societies that that's how we're going to instill order? You know what I mean? Like,
2: I think it's less of a decision and more something inherent in human nature. Like, I think that there is something to be said about the way humans inherently work. That every grand civilization we've ever seen has risen through a necessity of that order and, like, through the necessity of creating strict laws that force us to live under people and having, like, governing bodies with people that head them.
0: But do you think, like, if human societies, from their inception, started doing it differently... Like, if back in Mesopotamia and the early civilizations, they didn't choose to order things with laws and governing codes and instead decided to do it differently, that we couldn't have still seen empire-like or very powerful civil... I don't know if they would be called civilizations. I don't know if they would be called, but, like, groups instead of what we see now like do you think that's entirely impossible because i'm thinking of like look at animals obviously no other species on the planet has gotten or developed into what humans have created and done to our knowledge but i mean i would argue maybe that's in part because of evolution and not because other animals you know what i mean so like if you look out in nature it's not i mean to our knowledge it's not like bunnies are going around here with their own little governments I mean, maybe they do, but, um, (laughs) you know, they don't have law structure in their societies, but you still see, like, I don't know, different species being able to prosper and, like, live. Obviously, there's a food chain, but I don't know.
2: I think in response to your Mesopotamia example, I would say that it's inevitable to see some kind of governing body have to exist in order to have like truly advanced civilization. And I say this solely because Mesopotamia, yeah, like that's our first example of us a, like a isolated civilization. But around the same times, like for example, like the, Indi- like the Indian, sorry, what's it called, in the Hindu
0: indus valley civilization.
2: Indus Valley, yeah that rose independent of like the greek civilization you know what i'm saying like those two weren't necessarily interacting with each other when they rose and yet you still saw the creation of that kind of governing body and i say this because i think that's kind of your proof of like human nature tending towards it in the sense that i agree with what you're saying With regards to the idea that, like, now we create civilization because we have past precedent of it being structured this way. But even if you go to the very start when you had those first few civilizations rising independent of each other, they weren't communicating, and yet they all built themselves to have a governing body with laws.
0: And I see what you're saying, but... I feel like... I don't know. I I still think, obviously... It might, I don't know. I'm still curious to see if humans would be able to do it differently. You know what I mean? Like, even if it's regardless of it being innate, I'm just, I don't think we as humans question what we do even innately enough when it comes to society. But this has been a very long episode. (laughs) So, does anyone want to tie it up, close it up? Any last
1: remarks from anyone? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Got it, Anna. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, Nikhil, Thanks. Um, I think Mira kind of covered the gambit in our first half when she ended with comment your opinions on YouTube, Instagram, not our website, please. All we get on there is weird porn comments, and I really don't like reading them. Um... Or, I don't know, like, rate us on Apple Podcasts if that's, you know, the mechanism through which you listen to this podcast on. But in general, you know, if you have any questions for us, totally hit us up wherever we just listed through these methods of contact. And I think we had super fun time with this episode. So, you know, if you liked it, rate us, review us, whatever. But I'm going to wrap this up kind of here. And we will see you guys next week for, I don't know, hopefully another fun episode. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Nikhil, they can't see you wave.
1: Oh, (laughs) I forgot we weren't doing video. My bad.